Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Just wanted to let you know real quick that this episode of the podcast was originally a webinar we did on composting where we dive deep into it, how to compost, why to compost, all the different ways to compost. If you want to check out the full episode, you can go to the schoolhouselife.com backslash compost and check out the full episode. That's the schoolhouselife.com backslash compost. And we'll put a note in the show notes so you can click on that also. But uh, let us know what you think and share this with friends and family. And that's it. Enjoy this episode. The beautiful thing is that you have this closed loop, especially if you're growing your own food, your own animals. If you can compost that, get that back into the earth and just have this nice cycle um, where you're creating a higher biodiversity in your soil which that just means there's lots of different organisms living in the soil, which means healthier soil. I think for me, a lot of times I think about it, like if you take it from the earth and you should give it back to the earth, right? right. So a landfill is never going to fully decompose. In fact, once you um, don't have oxygen, it can't decompose at all. So you're just pumping up that landfill. You know, I used to think, oh, well, we mix in the food waste there and it actually helps because it like decomposes there. It actually doesn't. Um, so we put them in the trash bags and then we pile them on top of each other and they don't have any access to oxygen or water and then they never decompose. And so it's just, um, it's not balanced, right? Like we just need to return to the earth what came from the earth. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life podcast where we believe that life is a schoolhouse. Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family. Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh, of course. Key players. We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better, and mostly we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too. So composting is the smartest thing to do. I think that one of the reasons we wanted to share about composting with everyone who is interested is that it's one of the simplest things we can do to improve our health, the health of the land that we live on, the health of the earth at large in, in such a like kind of like obvious way. It's once you start composting, you're like, Oh, why would you not do this? Why would you throw food waste, ex especially into the trash can, right? So for sure, we want you to leave with the understanding of how to take your food waste and compost that because that's kind of one the first entry level composting, actually, probably entry level is grass clippings and like garden waste and that kind of thing. But if you don't garden, that's not an issue. If you mow, then it is. Leaf mulch is also a compost. And so there's like all these different levels of composting. And when we know how to reuse all these materials, it builds up nutrients in our soil and in our uh, the lives around us. So it's just one of those things like the more you know, the better you do. But yeah, so why compost? So we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to be talking about why compost, what you can compost. Lacey's kind of gone through some of this. Lacey hasn't seen the slides, so mm -hmm. no, <laughs> how to get started on composting and then the various methods that I think are, you know, the good methods of compost piles, compost tumbler in the ground box, worms, black soldier flies, and humanure. So kind of the full gamut. And you guys, if you got questions, we want this to be super interactive. So if you got questions, post them. We'll talk about that too. This is a, 
we love it. We love feeling the energy. So any questions you got, don't hesitate to throw them out there and we'll stop and talk about that also. And so we'll just kind of dive into it. I just wanted to tell you a little bit about who we are. So Lacey and I are, are, we started as urban farmers, meaning we had like a little quarter acre spot in the backyard. And that's where we grew all kinds of veggies, chickens, bees, had a garden we sold at the farmer's market. You can see there's our little crew of farmer helpers there on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we decided we wanted to get bigger. So we went to, you know, a large, larger piece of land. We have 15 acres now and started homesteading. And then Lacey, you want to fill in some too? Yeah, I mean, we also, we homeschool, so a lot of our homeschool revolves around, like, what we do on the farm, so whether that's gardening or rearing animals or whatever, but, yeah, I mean, you can start small. I think we talk, we laugh about this a lot, that we were really more productive when we were in the city than now, in terms of what, you know, harvests and things like that. We have, There's more to pay attention to out here. We've got, you know, sheep, and we've got dogs, and we've got just way more going on. Um, on the larger property and some there are some advantages to having a small property so anyway that's just yeah where we came from yeah so I, I think you know we can do we can do composting we can reap the benefits of composting help mm. make the world better by composting no matter where you are I mean really even if you're in an apartment there's potential for composting so yeah if you didn't watch yet you should go back and watch kiss the ground which is available on netflix to watch we watched that here last week with some folks and it was really really it's a great great movie and they talked about how in san francisco they actually have shifted and not only do they recycle but they actually have compost bins as well so folks in the inner city actually all work together to get that compost and that garden matter into one bin so it goes and it turns back into soil instead of into the landfill so this is kind of something that's growing in popularity and people are becoming more and more aware of their impact and how easy it is to compost and how satisfying so um, yeah. and we'll talk kind of on large scale a little bit and we'll talk about more for like homeowners that you know maybe don't have a place to do large scale but right um, but yeah so hopefully you get the pertinent information you want so why compost this to me was a big if you've never been to the dump before you should go out there wherever your local dump is it, it was kind of mind-blowing to us when we did go out there and see mm. these piles, these mounds of trash, we had already been composting, but I think it was just really eye-opening to, you know, the massive amounts of trash just for our small city. Yeah, it should be required for people. I think maybe even in elementary school, once a year or even high school, for people to go see where their trash goes. Because when we don't understand the impact of having waste, you just can never put it into perspective. So I think, yeah, that's, that is one of those things that seem, seems kind of silly, but it's one of, it, it makes that physical connection for people. So I found these stats. I, I knew it was high. I didn't realize it was this high. So for a family of four, 1,160 pounds of trash a year is produced. And this is like food trash. That's like the size of an elephant, right? I think uh, they're about a ton. They might be more, but uh, anyway. It's a lot. Um, so yeah. And then you can see over here the kinds of food that are unconsumed, which, I mean, the good news is that 52% is produce, which is definitely compostable. And we'll go into this a little bit more. I really think that it's all compostable. All of that is compostable. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just kind of interesting to see what, I mean, it makes sense, right? Lettuce and produce goes bad way quicker than like meat or milk would. But, um, and then just on the side, I hit over here, kind of reduce why we should be composting we can reduce the waste that's filling up in the landfills 
methane gases and other things that are coming out. We can reduce the amount of vehicles that are traveling to carry that trash all over the place. So Lacey, fill in if you want here, I know. <laughs> But, um, and then producing rich soil. So I think that, you know, the beautiful thing is that you have this closed loop, especially if you're growing your own food, your own animals. If you can compost that, get that back into the earth and just have this nice cycle where you're creating a higher biodiversity in your soil, which that just means there's lots of different organisms living in the soil which means healthier soil i think for me a lot of times i think about it like if you take it from the earth and you should give it back to the earth right, right. so a landfill is never going to fully decompose in fact once you um don't have oxygen it can't decompose at all so you're just pumping up that landfill you know i used to think oh well we mix in the food waste there and it actually helps because it like decomposes there it actually doesn't so we put them in the trash bags and then we pile them on top of each other and they don't have any access to oxygen or water and then they never decompose. And so it's just, it's not balanced, right? Like we just need to return to the earth what came from the earth. And that's just seems like logic, right? Yeah, sure. Hmm. Um, okay, so next up is what can you compost? And uh, both of our answers are everything that's organic matter, basically. You're pulling your plastics out. And other than that, you can compost yeah. it. Paper, Paper. cardboard. That, I mean, it's really kind of important to think about those things too, because the less we send of those to the landfill, and obviously if you're recycling, then, you know, uh, we have a whole other talk about recycling, but yeah. you can add that to your compost heap. And then a lot of times that makes a lot of sense because it feeds, the, it feeds the, the earth the same way. So, yeah. So Sarah's asking paper, including ink. Yeah, I'm assuming you mean paper with ink on it. Most inks now are non-toxic inks. So there's not really a, trying to think of, like those glossy magazine ones are going to take a little bit to break down. But so it might not be in the compost that you want to put in your garden, right? but I still think it's better than putting it in the landfill. So you might want to have like a separate situation for, for your materials that you're, you're composting that are not maybe a hundred percent, not synthetic maybe is the right word. And you can always dig into what is the ink that you're using and is it biodegradable and all of those different things. Um, would you want to put it on your garden? I don't know, but that can be something that you're just aware of. So you can have a separate bin maybe for that. But if you're using something, some kind of a, oh, I forget what the word is, some like a worm or fly to digest, I feel like that's removing the danger of using anything like that yeah. in your compost. So. Last time I looked, like magazines, newspapers, yeah. all of them now are pretty much required, thankfully. I think that that's have, yeah, kind of a rule. And that's in the U.S. I mean, I know we have people from kind of all over the world, so it could be different. But definitely, I feel like a small Google research will let you know that ink for that publication. Yeah, or even looking at your box, you know, of ink and it'll yeah. probably say. So, yeah. So, yeah, animal waste, human waste, veggies, meat, dairy, grains, paper and cardboard, grass leaves, coffee grinds, tea bags, and eggshells. One of my favorite things is cardboard. You guys know how it's got, like, those little ribs in it? That makes, like, the perfect worm house. So when you put that cardboard down on the ground, the worms actually go in there and they lay eggs in those little cells. It's almost like, kind of like a, like a bee honeycomb. Yeah, habitat yeah like a habitat yeah. for them. So it's a great place. Instead of uh, throwing your cardboard out, you know, you can just make a part of your composting. You can have just a compost heap of just cardboard. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you can use it to mulch your garden, that sort of thing. And that's, increasing the amount of worms in your soil which is giving you more 
more healthy soil. Layers, we want layers. Okay, so how to get started. The first step is you have to have something to put your compost in. And hey, we're talking about kitchen scraps. We're talking about kitchen scraps, right. I mean, that's probably most people. Okay, and this includes things like, okay, we don't we don't use them, but paper towels are a really good example yeah. of something that you should, you should compost. And this is another reason in, that you should use non-toxic cleaners because then you can take anything that you're using when you're cleaning, if you use some paper towels to clean, and put it in your compost bin and just think about how much better that is for the environment, right, on so many levels. But yeah, so you can really kind of take it back and, and, you know, now we're using loofahs to scrub our dishes and stuff and that could easily go in the compost when they're spent. So, and there are sponges now that are made of like hemp and things like that, that also can be composted. Cotton will break down if you have just straight unbleached cotton. There's lots of things that we use in the kitchen that we maybe don't automatically think should go in the compost bin, but they can just like. Um, and you can start kind of becoming more aware too of like, now when we have cookouts, mm. our plastic silverware we replaced with compostable silverware. Mm -hmm. so that I mean, you can step it up and just yeah. have like everybody bring their own Reusable, silverware or yeah. something. But yeah. but we found this to be a happy medium. Yeah. What else? I'm trying to think. Anything else? Oh, I will say just making some better decisions about things that you use too. I mean, this just made me think about it. Just thinking, okay, what I'm using will either be trash or it will return to the earth, right? And so when we buy, for example, paper plates, we get the ones that will decompose. They're like- Literally just paper. Yeah, right? I forget. Not the like white ones with the rippled edges, but the ones that are, um, they actually are even higher end, I think. They're the kind that like, if you put like a dollop of salsa on there for too long, it's gonna like fall Eventually. through the bottom of it. Yeah. The, which, but I mean, hey, I think it's worth it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's a really great way to kind of just switch switch your mindset into like how much of what I'm using, consuming, can actually be composted in the end. But anyway, so back so, to kitchen scraps. Yeah, kitchen scraps, compost bin. I laughed when I found this because we've had one of each. Oh, almost one of each of these. <laughs> Currently, we are using this one. Well, we're sort of transitioning right. out of it. Too. So the, what I actually love about that particular one, and the one below the, the words, the black and green one is the same. And you actually can do this for any of these. But you can get compostable bags to line that, and then you take the whole compostable bag out and put that in the compost. So I like that because I think it makes it easier. They do eventually, you know, leaks. So you have to be real consistent about emptying your compost. But but I do like that system a lot. The pros and cons of some of these. So the top so we've had is our first. Yeah, okay. we've had these two are basically mm -hmm. the same thing. And it's good, but it, it was something that, you know, a lot of times there would be a layer of gunk in the bottom that we just never would would get like real cleaned out coffee grinds and so we're heavy yeah. coffee drinkers i mean we, we love our coffee so there's a lot of coffee grinds in there and they do they, they gunk up the bottom the nice thing about this other kind is it's like that bag you pull the whole bag out mm -hmm. and put it in the compost mm -hmm. and that bag most of ours goes and we'll talk about it later it goes to black soldier flies so that bag breaks down really really quick we basically just always have bowls on the on the counter yeah. that are compost that are waiting to go out. But I do have a cuter one. I just found a vintage dish. It was I had it, it has a lid on it. So once the lid doesn't sit on it anymore, it's time to take it out. But yeah, I mean, what do we put in there? We put in banana peels and orange peels, and we put in coffee grinds, and we put in you know on a daily basis onions and all of the things, avocados and everything that we eat that's a veggie. Eggshells. Eggshells. Yeah. yeah. 
So lots of stuff. Is and I, I think the key to it is make it in a manageable size where you're going to need to take it out like every two to three days. If you, not more. Yeah, yeah, you don't want like this giant one because that's when it starts getting anaerobic in the Especially bin. if you have a smaller family. So for us, you know, we can fill a compost bin in a day or a day and a half because there's so many of us. We've got four kids eating apples and, you know, oranges and all these things constantly. So that gets filled up real quick and it's important that you empty it pretty quickly out of your house. Now, there are some really cool things that you can do in your house though. Like a lot of people will have under the sink worm bins and that can be super smart, actually even smarter, I think. And something I've always kind of wanted to set up and just haven't gotten around to it. I'm somebody, I repurposed a small container for pickles. Yes, I use it next to the sink, which I empty when full into our green bin. Why yeah. would I need to purchase something? You don't need to, right? Yeah, yeah. you absolutely don't. But <laughs> I mean, that bottom right green one is pretty adorable, if you ask me. I mean, the thing about it is, no matter, I think people go from these different bins, and we've, we've been guilty ourselves, thinking that there's one that might stop the fruit flies, or one that might stop the smell, yeah. or one that'll be easier to clean. And the reality is, you might... If you're not taking it out often enough, you'll have fruit flies. If you're not taking it out often enough, you'll have the smell. But if you get in a rhythm where you're getting it out before it really starts decomposing, mm -hmm. the pickle jar works as great as, you know, one of these 50 or $60 bins. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and you probably have something in your house right now that you can use as a compost bin. So, even if it's an old Tupperware, right? Like it, We'll use the, perfect. like, Chinese food containers, yeah. you know, like the to-go containers. We'll use those. Yeah. Um, okay, so... That's the collecting part. Pick what kind of composting you'll be doing. We're going to talk about all the different kinds coming up here next. The so wait, when I was a kid, when, but when we did the dishwasher, when we cleaned the table, the process was you go to the trash can, you scrape everything off of the plates into the trash can, yeah. rinse the plate, put it in the dishwasher. So that is a big no-no in our house. No one does that. Even guests, we were like, no, 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 hold on. And then they just scrape it into that bowl or that container. So that's any cooked food, any meat, anything. We mix ours all together. Now you're going to have to make some decisions about what you're going to compost together or how you're going to compost all of those things and make it work for you. You might not be putting your chicken with your coffee grinds, but that is how it works for us. So we'll probably mainly be focusing on what we do in our house because that's what we know the most about. But. Yeah. Okay. So the location that compost bin, that's a big one. You want it far enough away. It's going to be attracting critters. In like Raccoons. Raccoons, mice, possums. possums. If you can get it hot enough, quick enough, you can get away from a lot of those. And a lot of that has to do with our composting style. We have, like Lacey just said, food scraps in it, which go pretty quickly. But just keep in mind, you know, if you're putting eggshells and that kind of thing out there too, you want it a little bit away from the house. You don't want it right up against the back of the house. And then a base layer to start. So cold composting or warm composting. Wait, let me add to that. You don't want it so far away from your house so that you get like annoyed right. by it, right? Yeah. So kind of keep it maybe within 50 feet of the house is probably what I would suggest. So what if I live in a big city like Chicago? So yeah, where would, where you, would you locate it? So if you don't have that, if you're in a like apartment, and do you have an apartment or do you have a yard? So in our, on our quarter acre, we just kept it along the back fence. So that was like 50 feet away. And actually we kept it closer sometimes. Sometimes we had it about 20 feet away, like right in the garden itself. And that was like a tumbler. So it does depend a little bit on what kind of process you're using. If you're using a tumbler that locks up really good, you don't really need to keep it that far away. From yeah, you house. could definitely keep that closer. Yeah, and tumblers can be a really great way, especially for people in We're the We're gonna city. get into tumblers. Okay. <laughs> um, and yes, you can compost 
bones. So the bones, depending on what style of composting you're going to go with, you can break them up some or you can just put them in their hole. And it's going to take a little bit longer for them to compost, but eventually that's going to add some really good nutrients and things to the soil. So it's a great Yeah, if you've ever have. bought bone meal for your right. garden, yeah. I mean, that's a thing that people buy. And I mean, worst case scenario with bones is I've heard of people, but instead of composting, if you don't, if you're not comfortable with composting bones, you can put them in the oven at a high temperature for a little while and then put them in your blender and blend them up and then you have bone meal. Right. So yeah, you kind of have some choices. Like, or if you're making bone broth, then you can take those bones out, which are like mush. They cut, yeah, they're not even that. hard after yeah. that. Yeah, blend them. So I don't know how far down the hippie trail you guys want to go, but we we go pretty far down the hippie trail. Forget how, <laughs> how long that happens. Right. Yeah. So in a yard with a very curious Labrador, you might want to consider something that's a little bit more sealed up. A tumbler is going to be more more yeah. pet friendly for sure. An open pile is going to be a little trickier.